Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And happy new year, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first PHNX Coyotes podcast of 2023, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan, Steve Peters. Happy New Year's. And uh, how was your Saturday night? It was good, actually. It was just, it was just nice to be with the fam and just chill out for a while. Obviously, we got out of the studio. I don't even remember what time it was. We got out of the studio that night, but like seven. I made it home safely. I'm guessing Petey was in bed by eight. Uh, no, not by eight, but before ten. I didn't even see the East Coast <laughs> ball drop, and that's not a joke. I was in bed by nine thirty. On I don't need. It'll be New Year's tomorrow, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's true. It is literally true. But but what is with fireworks on New Year's in the neighborhoods? Do we is that a thing we have to do? Do we and have why to wake did, everybody up? Here's the thing. Midnight fine. 2 30 a.m. You're done. You're done. Yeah. yeah Thank you. Like there should be a window. You have to be done by like 1220 or something. The other side of that that's crazy is like when did people start getting like I remember like like Pete, you probably remember what snakes are and like Yes sparklers and, and now people are like buying professional grade fireworks and that shoot shooting them off in the park yep. right next to your house yeah. like yeah, what happens if this goes wrong guys yeah i'm that yeah. guy that's complaining about that for sure because yeah. i was in bed yeah. and then pop 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 like i need that at midnight and like leah said too anyway it's good this is the this will be the best show of 2023 i do know that so far hold on to your seats um well as the as it's January already, I can't believe it. The NHL All-Star Game is actually fast approaching. It's a month from today, I believe, February 2nd and 3rd in Florida. Um, just a month away, so Where soon... the Coyotes are right now. Wow. What? I That's where the Coyotes are. In Florida. Right they could just oh, stay there. I don't know why that just like went right through me. I didn't hear That's that where they are now. Um, yeah, that is where they are and now. And it's not and... raining there, by the way, so... But one of the guys on that team will be back there next month, and we're going to talk about who we think it should be. But before we get into that conversation, let's just touch on the All-Star game itself. I know, I think it was last year we talked about ways to better the All-Star game format, you know, the three-on-three, 20-minute games, you know, ways the NHL can improve. We 
talked about the different all-star games among the major four sports, but what do you guys think of the current format, the current voting format that also, you know, fans can vote for one player per division, that player's captain, and then everybody else is selected by the NHL, including last season, fans got to vote on the last man in, which is how players like Nazem Kadri got into the all-star game there at the end. So what do you guys think of the overall format right now? And what would you do to change it if you don't love it? BD, you go first. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to start off this whole show with a big, huge, giant HK. Because <laughs> like, the, I will say this. The three-on-three tournament gives it a little bit of competitive excitement. So I appreciate that more. When you put a little mix of, of competitiveness into this game, it makes it better. I would rather see this than when they go back to just the old East versus West because no one cares. The only times you see that competitive nature is when they did North America versus the world, or you have something that, 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 that attracts competitive nature out of these players. And I do believe you put a little money on the line and you make it us versus you. I think it gets better. And I'd rather see the tournament style than, you know, going back to East versus West, the three on three, honestly, that's all they're playing anyway. When you did it five on five, remember how horrific that game was? Five on five, it was, you know, 19, 15. There's no defense, no hitting. It's just horrible hockey. So you might as well just say what it is. It's a skills competition. Make it three on three. So I'm all good with that. The only thing that's a little disappointing is you don't get the, do you see all of the right players in these games? And there's so many people that that balk on it and, and say they're injured. And, and that's the only part. You, you really want to see the best of the best. And that's the hard part for me. So uh, I I get what you're saying about the the best players being in it. And I, yeah, there's there, I I know that Gary Bettman has tried to clamp down on that a little bit with players saying they're injured. I get it. They want to rest. They want to be ready for the second half of the season. I have two main issues. Well, not one's not an issue. One is, you know, my dream scenario for how the three on three format would go. I think I've mentioned this to you guys before. I would love to see as long as we're going tournament style, let's get every team in with a, a three on three group. Let's really play it off. Like every team has a three on three wow. entrant and, and you do bracket it all the way down and, and you can do it. Um, you got 32 teams, so it's perfect right now. You can whittle it down to 16, eight or two. Huh. You, you could even shorten the games and it would be a blast. And then, then you're talking about real competition because it's team against team and you could get more guys featured in the all-star game who are having good seasons. So I, I don't think it would be that tiring because again, you, you keep the game short. It'd be, it'd be what it is, right? try to squeeze it all in quickly, but I think that'd be a blast to watch. The main problem I have with the voting right now is there are too many forwards. It's this format favors forwards. If you look at the rosters from last season, it's either seven forwards in 2D or in the the case of one division, eight forwards and one defenseman. So defensemen are kind of getting screwed in this format. If you want to be an all-star, you got a very little chance while some teams are like, eh, who's the forward that we want to throw in because our defense isn't going to, you know, our, our defensemen aren't going to have a chance in this format. Yeah. I don't really like know the solve, though. I think every year the All Star game changes slightly and I just accept it for what it is. The thing that I thought was electric was when the players drafted each other. Like that was some of yeah. the best entertainment. <laughs> yeah, the draft yeah, ended fun. up being the best part of those All Star games. Yeah, they picked the players, and Phil Kessel's last and gets the car. And yeah, that that and is Obi wanted the car. Like that was so freaking funny. That was that was fun. Like I liked I liked 
that something to make it a little bit different. Um, but I do agree. I, I really like the three on three format. I think it shows off the skill more. There's like a little less concern for injury, I guess, maybe because there's more open ice. But um, I mean, the all-star game is it is what it is. You know, <laughs> um, I prefer the skills competition over the actual game itself, as do many others, I think. But And I think that's the same. You know what? It, it... Where, where is the interest in the game itself? And I think that's for all sports. You go it's to basketball. The dunk competition, the, skills, the, the home run derby. Like those are the things 100%. you want to see. You don't yeah, care about baseball, the game. Baseball made it meaningful with, yeah. okay, you get home field advantage in the World Series. And I, I don't know if I agree with that either. I, I think there's, you got to go with your home record has to, or your your season record has to hold something, some merit versus an all-star game. But at least it added competition to that. But did, did they even play the, here's how dumb I am. Did they even play the all-pro game anymore? Like in football? Did they even play it? Did they do? I don't think I've ever tuned no? into the Pro Bowl once in my entire. They don't life. do it at the Pro Bowl anymore, do they? No, they do the skills. Yeah. I don't. The, the, I've never, I've like, never watched it once in my life. It, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's it's basically a vacation for the players. Well, because right? it's a full competitive. It, people are going to get hurt. No one's going to play like that for no. fun. And it's and, at the and end of the, some extent is their the same. season. And it's a, yep. like football. It's at the end of their season. And you're missing the two the players from the two best teams, arguably the ones in the Super Bowl. But we can okay. go. We could have a whole sure. show Sorry. just time out the, the all the yes. all the all star games. Sorry. But no, you're fine. Let's get into who we think should be the Arizona Coyotes all star. And we're not going to give our definitive answer. We're going to run through a list of five. If you read Craig's article um, yesterday about the you know, 12 things, the 12 storylines to follow in each month of 2023. Craig kind of got into these in his article. We're going to get a little bit more in-depth into this list. So, so is which, that how we're doing this, Leah? We're all going to just talk about the, the the pluses and minuses of each guy without really giving yeah, away I mean, who we can, our candidate should be. We and can give, it, end, we'll we can give it at the end. Okay. I mean, you can also, like, during it, say, I don't think this person's going to be The pluses it. and minuses. Okay, yeah. that's fair. But, you know, just here's our arguments format. for each. Um so we're going to start off with last year's all-star Clayton Keller, who I think if you pull the fans around the league who maybe don't know many Arizona coyotes, Clayton Keller would be the one that they do know. Um, and if he were to be selected this year, it would be his third. And um, he currently leads the team in points at the moment. So Clayton Keller, what do you guys think? Craig, I, I think this one, there's a couple things for me. First of all, you got to go with he's the guy that leads your team in points. He's probably the most dynamic offensive player, especially with Schmaltz not being healthy long enough to, to be competing for this. Schmaltz would be absolutely ideal three-on-three player, and he's not a part of this list because he can't stay healthy. So he's out. So if you want to see a dynamic three-on-three player that has skill and can score points, it's Clayton Keller. He's the guy on this coyote roster that i think would be most adept at playing in that style game the problem and the negative for me with clayton keller is been there done that he's been there before he's done it before let him stay home and rest i if i'm the coaching staff i'm saying hey clayton's gotten a little bit of a slide of late let's i'd rather have him stay home and get a little rest instead of flying all the way across the country again after just coming back from these coasts. so i hope clayton keller gets a break I don't think he's the all-star for the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, yeah, the, the problem for me when I look at, and I don't want to get too big picture, but 
again, going back to how many players are selected for this team, it's usually a glut of forwards, maybe one or two defensemen, and then two goalies. So it it's harder for those other players. Uh, but Clayton Keller, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's twelfth among forwards in the Central Division with points. So not quite among the leaders, but high enough to where if you you included him instead of like four guys from Dallas or whatever, um, it, it would make sense. So I think there's a strong argument for Clayton Keller, mostly, uh, you know, the fact that he leads a team in points and the fact that it's usually a ton of forwards. That's that's probably going to work in Clayton Keller's favor here. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because the one point you did bring up is all that when we get to these categories, the Coyote player is just outside in all three positions, you know, goaltender, defense and, and forward. They're just outside that. And Keller is again, he's just outside of the top 11, 12. He's just almost there. And you're right. I, I don't see the Dallas Stars taking three players. You know, like you look at Rupe Hintz and Robertson, and those guys are up there. But yeah, Joe Pavelski. Yeah, so just signed some, a new contract. I know. There is some argument for Clayton it. Keller. Yeah, no, there definitely is. And and he would he would definitely deserve it if he if he got it. And and the truth is, if every team didn't have to send an all-star and it was just based on literally the all-stars of the NHL, I don't think any Arizona Coyotes would be there this year. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we love you. Uh, Except Bugstead. Have you seen <laughs> I knew oh, that was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's get into the next one. And I know uh, members of our Discord are probably going to be excited about this one. It's Karel Vimelka, Veggie. Um, if you look at his stat sheet, 3.16 goals against average. Just maybe maybe that's not the... the People are going to look and say, huh, what, him? But Craig's favorite stat, his, he's third in goals saved above expected and second in that category in the Western Conference, which is unreal. Plus, we talk about the Coyotes winning so many more games than we expected. A lot of that has to do with his performance and maybe looking at the rest of the goalies in the central division, you could make a case. But what do you guys think about Karel Vamelka? I think people around the league would be flabbergasted to say, who? What? Who? Veggie? Yeah. And he, uh, by the way, he's dropped to fourth. So I need to update my story. He's dropped to fourth in goal saved above expected. But that's still obviously very elite in the league. And, and that's my main argument for him. If you look at the players that are, you know, above him, uh, it's two guys in the Eastern Conference and then Connor Hellebuck, who, of course, is in his division. But I, this stat, I, I don't look at goals against average and save percentage very much. They're team stats to me. I don't think they're good stats for telling the story of a goaltender's performance. We've all seen what Karel Vimelga has done this season for the Coyotes. There is no way the Coyotes are sitting, and I, I don't want to call it high in the standings, but as high as they are, without Karel Vimelko. He is the biggest reason. He is the team MVP. So in my mind, I guess I tipped my hand already, Karel Vimelka is the, is the best candidate to be an all-star from the Coyotes this season. And when you look at it, Craig, we talk about the, the even when you go to the, the more common stats of save percentage and goals against average, he is near the top. But it's again, it's just like we said about Clayton Keller. He's just on the outside. And you look at the three above him in the central. It's Hellebuck, Ottinger, and Georgiev. Well, Hellebuck's probably the guy from the central. I think he is the the number one. You just said he's above, saves above expected. But 
but there are other players from the Winnipeg Jets. You know, Kyle Connor is going to be a part of this. We got Josh Morrissey is going to be a part of this. Um, Ottinger, who, who arguably was the best goalie in the playoffs last year, that, uh, you know, his numbers were phenomenal. We've already talked about Jason Robertson. We, you know, we haven't talked about Miro Heiskin. And there are going to be other Dallas stars representing their teams at the All-Star game. And that leaves Georgiev. And I, if you don't think there's going to be Colorado Avalanche on the All-Star game again, you're mistaken because there are. People want to see those players play. So I don't think it's Georgiev either. So for me, the one that makes sense as a goaltender, you go, okay, if there's only going to be two goalies, I, I tell back and Karel Vamelka. And, and I think Karel fits. I think he he would be dynamic in that setting. I think people would go, wow, this this kid can play. I mean, his athleticism and his ability to to get around the crease, I think it would be a hell of a lot of fun. And his competitive nature, three on three, would be fun. So I think there is a lot of upside. I think the downside for Karel is exactly what Leah said. Who? I think yeah. of that star power for Karel Vamelka is not going to, people are going to wonder who the hell is this guy. And maybe it's, it's the right form to get him to finally get recognized on a, on an international basis, but that will be his knock against him is, is who the hell is this guy? And we, we want to see Jake Ottinger. Who do you guys think gets in from the central? Like if you had to look at goalies, who do you think is well, going we're, to Aren't we going to say this later, Craig? Okay. Okay. No, I meant from the central. Like if you, if you looked at goalies from the central division, who who are your Hellebuck and Hellebuck yeah, and Hel- Ottinger? I okay. think those are the two. And Ottinger's downside, he's been hurt and he's missed some games early. But those two, to me, would be the two that that would be most competitive uh, against Karela. And the next on the list is Georgiev. I mean, it's not Jordan Bennington because I don't think he's had a good enough body of work. And Minnesota, well, Forsberg's had some good numbers, but really, like I, I don't see that happening. He, he's their backup there behind Mark Andre Fleury, and he hasn't had an All Star year either. So for me, it's it's Ottinger and Hellebuck. And, what about and, UC Soros? I mean it. Yes, he's probably the most valuable player on his team other than than Roman Yossi. So I think his name's in the conversation, but I think Corral's numbers are better. I do too. Um, here's the fun thing that I was looking up while you guys were talking. So I looked up the Vesna odds on DraftKings just to see where Veggie actually was. At first, I couldn't find his name. And I was like, there's no way. Come on. He's actually not only in the middle of the pack, he's in the upper of the middle of the pack. His odds to win the Vesna are plus 6,000, um, which is that he shares odds with Jacob Markstrom, Freddie Anderson, um, and, and is ahead of players like Flurry, Bennington. He's ahead of Kemper right now, ahead of Spencer Knight, ahead of Jack Campbell. So it's interesting here on the little Vesna list. Uh, leading the group right now is Linus Olmark and Ilya Sorokin, followed by Hellybuck and Shusterkin. So that's where things lie right now on DraftKings for Vesna Trophy odds. Um, Good for Veggie, I think, for being in the mix there. I don't think any of us would have ever predicted that at any point. Um, so if you, you know, if you want to throw some money on futures, that's always a really fun thing to do, especially here at the start of the year. You kind of put your money down and then forget about it until you maybe win it back in a few months. So check that out. There's also boosts for the Winter Classic game today that we'll get into a little bit later. But DraftKings is offering boosts for that game right now. I believe 20% pregame boost so if you want to get your bets in for that game should be a lot of fun and uh, if you want to bet at all you should do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and when you sign up with the code PHNX place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game you'll get $150 in free bets if they do that's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details you guys 
on a Saturday night, showed up to a New Year's gathering with a case of Four Peaks beer. What better welcome gift to bring somebody? We enjoyed those on New Year's, and uh, I I just I just love Four Peaks every season. Every season, I love it, um, and I hope that the All Star Game eventually comes to Arizona, so the world can experience Four Peaks. Four Peaks uh, needs a coffee stout. I'd be ooh. drinking it right now. That sounds good. Um, yeah, so definitely check out Four Peaks wherever you buy your beer. And uh, if you want an opportunity to taste Four Peaks in just less than two weeks, we'll be at Dobson Ranch Golf Course on January 13th at 5.30 p.m. for the inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks. We're renting out the entire driving range at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Come hang out. Big Drive Energy will be there. The PHNX crew, diehards, the PHNX Sense crew. There will be a watch party, golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, and more. Plus, Four Peaks will be there providing beer samples and swag. So check the link in the description to grab your spot right now. And for our diehards, check Discord for your special link where you will save 20% on this awesome event. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yes, there will be heaters. Um, it's been very cold, but I don't, hopefully it won't be that cold then, but there's going to, I've been promised there's going to be a ton of heaters and hot chocolate. So come on out. It's going to be fun. Bring your kids too. There's a free kids clinic as well for kids 10 and under. All right, let's get back into our list. And next on the list, we're moving into the defenseman category, is Shane Gossespierre, who I remember we made the argument for him last season because he had kind of a career year, if you will, last season, or at least one where when the Flyers traded him to the Coyotes for literally nothing, and then he had the year you had, you thought, what the hell were the Flyers doing? And that's still how I, and I know a lot of Coyotes fans, feel about Shane Gossespierre, um, and he is on pace for 61 points right now. So didn't really miss too much of a step. What do you guys think about Shane Gossespierre repping the Arizona Coyotes? Petey? Well, this one's hard. It, it's the same thing we said about Keller. It's the same thing we said about Vimelke. He's just on the outside of that first tier of defensemen from the conference and or from the, the division. And then here it's Josh Morrissey, supply, surprisingly, is leading the Central Division in def- points by a defenseman. And then people might say, who isn't that McCarr? No, McCarr is second. Miro Heiskanen and Roman Yossi. So those are your four. Oh, there's Wiley piping in in the show. So there's your four top um, point getters for Central Division defensemen. Ghost is fifth, and he's just outside that. I I, I don't see this because of what Craig said, that the number of defensemen, it's either one or two. You've never seen three defensemen from a, a division, and I don't see any chance in hell that Kale McCarr is not at the All-Star game. Like, zero. <laughs> he, he is pencil him in. He's first. And then you look at those other two, Roman Yossi and Miro Heiskin, and they're two and three for me. Josh Morrissey would be the surprise pick for me, but because he's leading the, the, the division in points, I think he's into. Ghost has had a great year. I think he'd be a great player on three on three. I think it would be, a, you know, a feather in his cap for what he's done in his career and what he's been able to do back in Arizona. Unfortunately, I think he just falls short on this one because of the glut of defensemen in the in the division. Can I just say ditto? Yeah, actually, you can. You definitely that per- can. That was perfectly broken down in my mind. That's that's exactly it. Well, thanks, Craig. It, l- listen, only two defensemen are going to make a roster at most, and you can look at the names ahead of Shane Goss's bear. It's just, it's not going to happen again. This is this is what I said earlier. I think this format favors forwards too much. I'd like to see them require six forwards, three defensemen. 
on each roster. That's the way it should be done. So that's how the voting should go. So if, if they ever Tell change Gary. anything, I'm like, yeah. Put it on put your it list because that is actually really list. good. It should yeah. be 632. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, Leah, I don't know if you had anything more about no. Goss's pair. We can move Noth- right on that. Nothing more. Um, I, he's another one that I think fans around the league would say that's that's the all-star for Arizona. <laughs> but, you know they say that about you know any any but, chance to but he's gonna have more year. than 60 points i know that's but great. people don't know that because people don't pay attention to anything going on actually on the ice in arizona people in philly know it they're that's very true. angry about it actually so that's true all right well let's move on to another defenseman this one's really interesting this one maybe is a name that most people around the league no, and that's Jacob Trickren, who, yeah. you know what? He's been great since his return from injury, um, 17 points in 19 games. He's he's had a way better year than last season. Obviously, last season was a down year in his career, but he has has really stepped it up since he's been back. He's playing like a guy who uh, knows that he has to play his way out, which is what we've asked of Jacob Chikrin. I think this would be wild <laughs> for so yeah. many reasons um but craig i'll start with you jacob chikrin what do you think yeah it, the interesting thing about chikrin is if you look at the points per game leaders in the nhl among defensemen he's eighth he's eighth so he's very high up those rankings pd mentioned josh morrissey's ridiculous season and kale mccarr is ahead of him as well so those are two guys in the division but he's he's actually third in the division in points per game What's ultimately going to hurt Jacob Chikrin is the fact that he missed 16 games. He hasn't played enough games this season to probably factor in the mix because if he had been producing at this clip over the entire season, he'd really be in the conversation. You can make a strong argument that this should be the guy that should represent the Coyotes. But I think, you know, missing almost half of the season to date is probably going to hurt Jacob Chikrin. For me with Jacob Chikrin, you brought it up his points per game. He's for the first time in a long time. He's, plus on the plus minus he's plus 11 when you look at the ghost he's minus three and i know it's still you're still a defenseman but i'll bring up this tin hat tin tinfoil hat theory on this when you get down to teams like the arizona coyotes that need to provide a player they do reach out to management coaches to get their input of hey like we don't give a shit who you guys put in because you're arizona so do you guys got any input like is there we know you got any thoughts we'd really and i tell you what you don't think Bill Armstrong would love to see Jacob Chicken in a freaking all-star jersey right oh now? Oh, my God. I didn't even think mind? about that angle. Yes. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Well, Mike, he's an all-star. What do you think that does? So there is no doubt this is huh. the guy that the Arizona Coyotes would be pushing to be the guy would be Jacob Chicken, And his numbers prove that he should belong there. And I tell you what, three on three, buddy, you want to see a guy get up the ice and fire a cannon from the top of the circle? It's Jacob Chicken. So I think he fits. I think he, even though he's behind Ghost in points, I think he jumps over Ghost star power. Uh, the entire league is talking about Jacob Chikrin. They yep. want to see him play. What is this kid really made of? I think the team would love to see him there. You know, Jacob would love to go there. It's in Florida. It's his home state. So put that on the checkbox of wow. conspiracy theorists. And have all the national media talking to him about 100%. his future. Oh, my God. I'm so, so sold on up. this. I, like I was just sitting here thinking, like, there's no way, like, all the controversy. How could he represent the team that he doesn't even want to be on? But you know what? You just completely changed my mind. I'm sold. I'm completely hey, sold. Listen, if John Scott can represent, well, not really represent the Caddies because they traded yeah, him right after that. One. Yeah, that's definitely not get into that. <laughs> Man, I don't win uh, MVP too. <laughs> talk, talk, talk about a guy who pulled the wool over the national media's eyes with his personality, boy. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's get into our last guy on this list who also has Florida ties, um, was drafted by the Panthers. It's Lawson Krause, who is having himself an unbelievable year, um, leads the team with 14 goals, which, you know, last year he had a season high 20. He's already at 14. He came on the show at the beginning of the year, told us he was aiming for 30 is what he said. Right. So he he's just had an unbelievable season for Arizona. Lawson Krause, what do you guys think, PD? I think he's the fan's choice. Like, if, if we could all sit there and we, you know, what a friend of the program is, what a great guy he is, all of those things leads the team in 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 goals. He's second in points. Um, not gonna. Wiley happen. agrees, PD. Wiley, yeah, agrees. Wiley. Sorry about this. Wiley's fired up. He wants to go walk, and he's done with the show. All um, about Lawson Krause. But but the the reality is, it's it's that who factor again with Lawson Krause and he doesn't carry the national media weight. He doesn't have it. He's, he's our, I mean, we would love to see him there. I just don't think this is Lawson Krause's year. Yeah. Not much more to add to that. It'd be a nice story because he's leading the team in goals with 14, but doesn't have the points power, doesn't have the star power. And there are a lot of guys in this division that are probably going to get the nod over him. It would be a nice story if, if the Coyotes pushed Lawson Krause to the four though and said, this is our guy. This is the guy we want representing our franchise for all the things that he does, you know, on and off the ice. Yeah, I think you saying that it would be the fan choice is pretty accurate. I think he's kind of the guy, too, that fans look at as possibly being the captain of this team going forward, possibly. Like, we don't know. But just in terms of who he is to the fans here, um, he, w- he would make a great choice. So that's our list. We're going to, I guess, each of us can say who we would, should we say who we want and then who we think um, at, yeah. in a second? So that that's the list. If there's somebody that we didn't didn't talk about that you think should be on this list, let us know. Tweet at us at PageNX underscore Coyotes. Let us know in the Discord. And um, when we give our picks to let us know if you agree or disagree. But we will find out here soon enough. But you guys, it's January 2nd. It's that time where you're kind of taking stock of everything, saying, what what changes do I need to make? If you're staring at oh, this piece of furniture that you need to get rid of, that you've been thinking about getting rid of for ages, do it. And this is the time. Go get yourself. Treat yourself. Get yourself some new furniture. The, the thing that you've been putting off getting, get it now. Head on over to More Furniture and save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head over to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Don't procrastinate it. Do it. Get yourself that new furniture that you've been wanting to get. I promise you won't regret it. Plus, you know, I was thinking last night about how there's just sports on all the time and how wonderful that is. And if if your team's kind of out of it, like the Cardinals are out of it, obviously they're kind of now they're in the mix for top pick. I was like, when are all these Arizona teams freaking tanking? But a way to keep yourself mentally in it as an Arizona sports fan is to uh, play some daily fantasy when you're watching whatever your favorite sport is. You can play that on Underdog Fantasy, which is super fun and super easy to use. So check out Underdog. You can play daily fantasy, like I said, play against your friends. You just draft a team of five against or six against your friends. Um, you can play against strangers. You can play against one person. You can play against six people. It's so much fun. Plus, you can also play the pick'em game, choose player total higher or lowers, and put them all together. And the more 
you add, the more money you can win. And uh, if you hit them all, it's just like 50-50 on each one. Hit them all, you win. So check out Underdog. It's super fun. It's super easy to get started. Underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with the code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. All right, you guys. Who you want and who you think. PD, you go first. I'm going to go and and who I... I... I've got two, and, and so we'll do it this way. I, I think it's Corelva Melka. I think his numbers deserve it. I think he has the most likelihood because the other teams, like we said, Ottinger has several Dallas Stars. Hellebeck, there's going to be Josh Morrissey, and you got Kyle Connor that have to be on the team. I think Corelva Melka is going to be an all-star. And my second pick was the dark horse. I think Jacob Chikrin is number two. It's going to be one of those two players for me. I think Keller's been there, done that. And I think it's Jacob Chikrin in the National Eye. It's one of those two players. And I think Corelva Melka is your 2023 Arizona Coyote all-star. Leah? Um, I think it's going to be Clayton Keller because I think it's just like the natural, easy outsider choice. Um, I want it. Well, now after PD's spiel, I want it to be Jacob Chikram. But truly, like before we did the show, I want it to be Lawson Krause. I know we already talked about the reasons why, but that's what I would want. So I think it's going to be Keller. I wish it was Krause. Yeah, I I'm I think it should be Vimelka. I, I I really think he's the one with the strongest case when you when you compare him to the other players that are uh, up for selection in the division. I'm kind of with you, Leah. I suspect that it's going to be Clayton Keller again that gets the nod here. All right. Well, we will find out soon enough. And, you know, when the voting opens, you can vote for whoever you want. So if you want to vote for Coyotes players, you can do that too. Um, don't know how well that will go across the rest of the of North America, but you can do your best, Coyotes fans. So those are our picks. If you agree, disagree, let us know. Like I said, I'm curious to hear, A, who we think it'll be and uh, who it will actually be. So lots of exciting stuff ahead. It's kind of that fun point in the season, that midway point where you kind of get this break, the All-Star game. And this week is particularly fun as well because we got the Winter Classic today. Um, Pittsburgh versus Boston at Fenway. The pictures yesterday from their skate there looked amazing. I love like the the special jerseys for it. I love the old school style hats. Uh, who you guys have in this one? Pittsburgh, Boston. Boston obviously has been on fire. Pittsburgh has kind of lost some heartbreakers the last couple. But what do you guys think about this Winter Classic game? Everything about it, not just the on ice. Okay, here, here, and I'm going to be big surprise, Debbie friggin' Downer on this one. I, I used to be like, oh my god, this is really cool. Let's see a game outside. Let's see the snow. Eh. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but we've seen Pittsburgh in how many outdoor games now? Like And Boston. Oh, and Boston. Like, come on. It's the same four teams. It's, you know, every year. It's fine. It's beautiful. It's, it's Fenway Park. I love my baseball. That's all cool. Great. I, I used to be glued to the TV from the pregame show on, and that's no joke. I'd watch every bit about it. I want to see everything going on in the building. Uh, eh. Eh. I, I don't know, and I hate to, to, to say that. I know the league really looks at this as a, as a frame piece. Now, if they're doing it in Arizona, somewhere different and something different, I just feel like this has been done. So, sorry. Um, I, and, and again, secondly, on who should win, if they're playing indoors on normal ice, Boston is going to win the game. We throw it outside. I have no idea. The weather is going to, you know, the weather always dictates it. The ice dictates it. It's, it's going to be a lucky bounce here or there. It's not great hockey, let's face it. It's a great visual. It looks cool, and everybody's put the little, you know, the, 
the, the stuff underneath their eyes like the football players <laughs> do and they all get cold and all that's cool really cool but the, the hockey's not going to be great it's 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 just not and then and, and i know that 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 it's the spectacle not the game i'll take i guess i'll take boston bruins in this one but i probably won't even be watching I'm going to go with the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, as well in this game. Um, I like the Winter Classic. I'm still going to watch. I agree with you. I'd I'd like to see them not go back to the same venues quite as often as they do. Like, space it out. If you're going to go back to Fenway, make it a long time before you do it again. There are enough iconic venues that I think you can avoid doing that. Um, But it is what it is. I went to the game uh, at Notre Dame Stadium between the Blackhawks and Bruins. That was pretty cool. And, and when I talked to Steve Mayer, when I did the tour of uh, the NHL's league, uh, the, the offices in New York, um, he's the director of content, or I can't remember his exact title, so apologies, Steve. What he said to me is, while it may be some of the lusters worn off uh, from a national perspective, you still have tons of local interest for these games. Whenever you have an, out, an outdoor game in a city, it's going to sell out. It's going to do really well. The sponsorships are going to do really well. So keep that in mind, Coyotes fans, because... As I reported after that visit, there will be an outdoor game in Arizona at some point, probably within the next five years. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too, when Petey said the thing about being over it. I think it, it has to do with the, the for the local, you know, for, for the city of Boston, it's great. But I do agree. It's like, how many times have we freaking seen Boston and Pittsburgh? I want to see, like, when they did it in Nashville, that was cool because that was yes. unique. Um, and, and, I mean, Fenway's iconic. Um Pittsburgh and Boston, obviously iconic. There's star power. Like there's reasons to watch. So I, uh, I, I get it, but I, I agree. Let's, let's mix it up. It's, it's the new age. Okay. Let's, let's move forward and let's see that game that we've been asking for at Sun Devil Stadium. Just freaking saying. And uh, when that eventually does happen for Arizona, which it will, I don't know where, but it will. I'm getting my tickets on game time because where the heck else would I get my tickets for that game other than game time? And the best part about an event like that is there's going to be a lot of seats um, in, in those big venues. So grab your tickets for any event on game time. The Coyotes are on the road this week. They'll be back um, every Tuesday, Thursday in January. They'll be home. So um, you can grab those tickets on game time as well. Plus the Phoenix Suns are home a bunch this month. So Best place to buy tickets, like we always say, save up to 60%, especially when you buy them last minute. Super easy to use. And the best way to support us is by using the link below in our description. And, uh, you know, this week it's, it's been really cold and rainy, really cozy. Um, I love that. I love being cozy. And I've been really cozy in my new PHNX hoodies. We all have um, our hoodies, our zip ups, all of that you can find right now in the PHNX locker. Plus, if you're a diehard, save 20% on merch, including getting your own diehard zip-up if you want it. Petey was wearing it on the show on Saturday. If you missed it, you get a free shirt or hat every year when you become a diehard. Plus, you get access to the diehard level content that Craig puts out and all the other amazing writers. Um, That's weekly, one weekly diehard level content story, plus 20% off merch and, and events, as we always say. So become a diehard today, beginning of the year. Perfect time to do so. Check out gophnx.com slash diehard to join the family. All right, you guys. Anything else before we go? Anything to look ahead at this week? Coyotes back on the road where they have been so many times this season. We got Florida tomorrow night, but anything else before we get out of here? Road tip continues. We'll see this Eastern time zone could 
be a tough one for the Coyotes, and we'll be there to talk about it. Yeah, kind of a last-ditch effort in my mind to get back in the race for uh, you know one of those top three spots because they go to places like Philadelphia and Chicago, games that they need to lose if they want to get back in that race. Yeah, and freaking Chicago blowing a lead yesterday. Shocking. So upsetting. So upsetting. I, I, You know what? I didn't mind so much when Anaheim was there, but Chicago, something about it. I think I've been working with Craig long enough that the <laughs> that is rubbed off rubbed off on me. Um, well, we'll be back live tomorrow night after that game to talk about it on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, the Florida game that is, plus the other games in the week. We're always live after every game. You can find those always at PHNX Sports. Plus, you can listen back later wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this right now, Apple, Spotify, Google, I don't know what else people listen to podcasts on, but like, subscribe. Leave us a review there as well and uh, follow Peachnik Sports across all social platforms. Lots of sports things happening all over the valley all the time. We've got you covered in every single category. And lastly, you can follow all of us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan. Shout out to Sean at Sean underscore to pause. And then you can follow our show at PHNX underscore coyotes. Guys, it's been a been a good one we're really curious to see how everything shakes out but until then we'll talk to everyone tomorrow enjoy the rest of your monday everybody